I'm Bill Tillman and welcome to BC Polytalk. And I'm Stu McNish. I'm filling in for Daniel Fontaine, who was called out of town for this week. Bill, we got an interesting show ahead of us with uh, Councillor Linda Annis from uh, Surrey. Stu, every time you turn around, turn on your TV, pick up your newspaper, listen to the radio, you're going to hear, number one, something about Surrey, whether it's Uber or RCMP or infrastructure or transit, LRT versus SkyTrain. And number two, you're probably going to hear Surrey Councillor Linda Annis, who is a very vocal critic of Mayor Doug McCallum. Well, she, in essence, has become the unofficial opposition to the mayor, who... Um, I'm not entirely sure what his agenda is uh, because he stirred up the pot. Well, she was the only elected member who was in opposition at the beginning of this term in the municipal elections just a little while ago uh, for Surrey First. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a lineup to be opposition to Doug McCallum. We've seen three of his team quit and become independents and now form two of them formed another party. So it's uh, a complete uh, gong show at times in Surrey. And we've seen some very wild council meetings where the public who were attending were outraged by some of the mayor and council's actions. Well, speaking off camera to Linda at one point, she said on that December 16th meeting, she was actually quite concerned that the emotions in the chamber were going to overflow and that there could be some safety issues. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to talk about uh, from transit to Uber to RCMP and the the uh, proposal from the mayor, which is going ahead to create a Surrey police force. Uh, a lot of controversy in Surrey every which way. It'll be a very interesting conversation. We'll be back with Linda in just a moment. BC Polytalk thanks Harbor Air for supporting the show. It's through sponsorship and viewer support that we get to produce this show. Surrey Councilor Linda Annis, welcome to BC Polytalk. Thanks for having me. You are at the center of almost everything I hear, read, see in Surrey. You are the one-person opposition at the start, uh, a lonely post, and now there's quite a few opposition members uh, who've left Doug McCallum's former coalition. What the heck is going on in Surrey? Well, Surrey's been a very interesting place and lots of controversy for sure. Uh, when the mayor first was elected, uh, he was elected with seven councillors and I was the lone Surrey first one. And since then, three of his uh, councillors have left, first to be independents, Councillor Stephen Pettigrew, Councillor Brenda Locke, and also Jack Hundell. Uh, since then, Jack and Brenda have uh, formed their own party, uh, which wasn't a surprise, quite honestly. They were running together, just the two of them initially, and then they joined uh, the mayor's slate. So they've basically just gone back to where they were pre-election. Yeah, and uh, there just seems to be constant controversies in Surrey from uh, the change from potential change from RCMP uh, policing to a Surrey police force, uh, the mayor demanding a change from uh, LRT plan to a SkyTrain, uh, even talking about having making Surrey the Venice of the North with gondolas and canals. Uh, is it the water in Surrey or what, what's going on over there? Well, I sure hope it isn't the water. We have pretty good water in Surrey, but uh, I know you do. we do have uh, a lot happening. And quite frankly, I'm very concerned about some of the stuff that's happening, particularly around the policing initiative. Uh, the money that's going to the transition is an awful lot of money. We don't know really what have a good fix on it. The budget of it isn't uh, clear. We've got things in the budget that, for an example, we have IT that could cost anywhere from 6 to $20 million in terms of transition costs. 
clearly, you know, it's it's wrong. Um, there's a groundswelling support for the RCMP. There's over 45,000 signatures now that people have signed to support mm -hmm. the RCMP, which is more than any of the other councillors got in terms of votes in the last election. So clearly that's not a good decision. And so you initially were not opposed to the idea of examining whether or not there could be a Surrey City Police Force, but you have now sort of firmly aligned behind the uh, remaining with the RCMP option. What changed for you? What I was really advocating for was a look at the policing model. If you look at the number of police officers in Surrey, for an example, we have 843. If you compare us to Vancouver, they have almost 1,500. Our population is 85% of that of Vancouver. Our land mass is Vancouver, Burnaby, and Richmond combined. We have a huge geographic area to cover with way too few police officers. What I wanted to see was a really good look at the model, determine whether our resources are best being utilized and how many new members do we need to really adequately police. So, so you don't believe that a Surrey police force could uh, meet the needs of the city uh, based on the budget that you have. The, the police force would just have to expand beyond uh, your ability to pay for it. We, in the new uh, operations plan that was being proposed by Surrey and sent over to Victoria for consideration, it was actually recommending that we get less police officers and it was going to cost us 10% more. Now we know that that's just fraught with a whole lot of problems. Um, that's not what we should be doing in Surrey. It's clearly not in the best interest of the residents of Surrey. And with the transition costs over the next five years, we're not going to get any more rec centers, any more infrastructures. We've got 12,000 people moving into Surrey each year, young families, people that need recreation facilities, roads that need to be repaired. We can't do any of that because we're putting everything towards this police force that isn't going to serve us well. And you're in a particularly um, advantageous position to, to talk about police because you're executive director also of Crime Stoppers. So you've had a lot of dealings with police with the RCMP and you know the crime area. Um, what would be your recommendation if you were in charge as opposed to Mayor McCallum on what to do? Uh, obviously, just keeping the RCMP and not having the staffing level isn't going to um, solve some of the crime problems that Surrey faces. I do have the pleasure of working both with municipal police forces, CBSA, mm -hmm. CSIS, the whole spectrum. And from my perspective, what we need to be doing and doing it now is hiring more police officers. I think we need to get about another 300 uh, police officers on the ground quickly. We also need to be coming up with more intervention programs. It's a whole lot easier to identify kids that are at risk that may be getting into gang activity or maybe going down the wrong stream early on. They Decisions can be made uh, at looking at kids at the age as young as 10 years old as to whether they have a high probability of entering into mm -hmm. a criminal lifestyle. Yeah. So we need to have those intervention programs. So is not the school liaison program where you have consistency with uh, members that like live and work in the community, one of the arguments in favor of having a city police force rather than the movement that happens within the RCMP where you have members that will transfer in and out of different jurisdictions? Well, that's a bit of a fallacy. Uh, members don't transition out that quickly. There was a survey done where do Surrey uh, RCMP officers currently live? And I think it was something around 85% of the Surrey RCMP members either live in Surrey or in close proximity 
uh, to Surrey and neighboring communities. So that's a myth um, that that's uh, taking place. You look at other cities like Vancouver or West Van that do have municipal police forces, their members don't live there. Well, so <laughs> safe to say you're not buying the argument that's, uh, that the Surrey city needs its own, own police force. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, what I really want to see is get programs in place for youth, build recreation centers so they've got a place to go so that they can do healthy activities so they don't get involved in a criminal lifestyle. The other thing I might want to point out to you as well is that um, McLean's Magazine recently did a survey about um, you know, crime severity in various communities. Surrey fared better than Vancouver, Abbotsford and Langley. So that speaks to the great job that the RCMP are doing for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's an issue that the federal government does to some degree subsidize the RCMP, whereas a, a regional police force or a municipal police force wouldn't have that kind of funding as well. Um, what, uh, how, do, how does this get resolved? Uh, because we've got still the majority on council saying go ahead. The provincial government, which has quite a bit of control over it, seems to be saying, well, if that's what you want, go, go ahead. Uh, would you favor a referendum or is this going to be a done deal by the next election? Well, the mayor is saying that he has a mandate to do this because he won and that was one of his election mm -hmm. issues. I would challenge him on that. Uh, mm -hmm. When you look at the percentage of voter turnout and then the percentage of votes he actually got, that was not a mandate. And because you voted for the mayor and his party didn't necessarily mean you were voting for a police transition. Mm -hmm. I am urging the provincial government to ask and met in, uh, tell Surrey that they need to do a referendum. Mm -hmm. There's too many people that are saying that um, they don't want this change. Over 45,000 have signed this petition. Mm -hmm. That's more than any of uh, the other city councillors got in terms of votes. I think to be fair, we need to do a referendum with the facts on the table and know what it's going to cost and know what it is that's going to make us feel safer in Surrey. Mm -hmm. Well, you had a pretty raucous uh, council meeting back in which, December. Which one? <laughs> which <laughs> well, one are you okay. talking about? They're all raucous. Well, I, they? <laughs> no, but when I last saw you, you were talking like you'd never seen anything like this. There's an awful lot of uh, emotion at work here, not just within the council itself, but within citizens in Surrey who are saying, what's happening to our city. Absolutely. People are very emotional about it. And I have to say the council meeting of December 16th, which was all around our budget, was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment for Surrey. That's not the way good government should be taking place. And it was all really about the budget because people were seeing- I, I don't mean to interrupt. Like, could you explain it for our viewers and listeners who don't know? Because I remember seeing, but it was just like item after item passed with no debate. Is, is that correct? Yes, it was our oh. five-year budget. and. Uh, all of the counselors, with the exception of a few of the um, mayor's team, were not allowed to speak, which really got the crowd quite riled up mm -hmm, because they mm -hmm. felt that in a democratic process, all counselors should be able to voice their opinion. That's what we were elected for. The residents voted for us to allow mm -hmm. us to be able to speak. Even, on even Mitt Romney got to speak on the, on the president's Absolutely. impeachment yeah. vote. So. It's, yeah. it's absolutely, that was disgraceful in my mm -hmm. mind, whether you agree with my my choice, you agree with the mayor's choice, yeah. isn't the point. It's about being able to have a voice at City Hall. Yeah, so it's true. that acrimonious in council right now? This, and this is ongoing? I would say that was a particularly bad uh, council meeting, and it was a bad council meeting because we were planning the future for the next five years, what transit was going to look like, what um, you know our new infrastructure was going to be. And we clearly heard we're not getting anything 
And, and that is clearly a problem for the residents yeah. of Surrey. If you look at Surrey, every five years, we're getting about 60,000 people, and that's almost the size of Port, and, and Port Coquitlam being added to Surrey each year. So clearly, we need to be getting stuff into Surrey now so that mm -hmm. we're not playing catch-up when next government comes in. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of infrastructure, one of the other controversial issues was uh, Mayor McCall, Doug McCallum came in and said, uh, forget about LRT, there's been millions spent on the planning by TransLink and the Mayor's Council, forget it, we want SkyTrain. Um, he has seemed to have uh, convinced his colleagues of the Mayor's Council to do so, but some of them are pretty sore about the fact that uh, 40, $50 million was spent on, on planning for a diff completely different transit system, LRT, or light rail transit, and now we're going to SkyTrain. Um, what's what are the consequences of that significant change in terms of uh, Surrey, uh, but also in terms of the region and its transit plan? Well, I think uh, going to uh, SkyTrain was a benefit for moving uh, residents from Langley and moving them through the Fraser Valley and into other uh, cities where they may work. Uh, and what's ultimately happened in Surrey is we're getting uh, SkyTrain from King George through to 166th, of which a large portion of that is the Green Timbers Park, where people don't live. We're getting <clears throat> yeah. four stops for $1.65 The mayor was confident when he was elected that for $1.65 he could get it all the way to Langley. We know we have a huge shortfall. We're not going to see that for any time real soon. Uh, so we've got four stops partway through an unpopulated area. You don't sound too impressed. <laughs> no, really, and I think working in, in working and living in Surrey right now, Surrey is a commuter city, and yeah, we want yeah. to change that. We want it to be a place where people can live, work, go to school, and play. And having LRT go north south was a good step towards that, yeah. mm -hmm. and we've lost it. Because one of the transit sorry, Stu, uh, no, no. One, one of the transit planners that I've talked to, I can't name, uh, said, "Look, uh, LRT is a way." to create jobs and SkyTrain is a way to export jobs. Just in the fact that people use it to get somewhere fast and move a long distance. LRT has, uh, still has many of the advantages of rapid transit, but you have more stops and, and you get off in communities and stops along the way. Well, what I had heard also was that LRT creates communities. Uh, that you take a look at the old city planning, uh, that you would have the stops where people could get on, get off, go shopping, that there would be a sense of community. Well, you put the uh, transportation network up in the sky and it whizzes across. Well, that's not community building either. So... Uh, it's, it's, it's a problem, and we have a mandate in Surrey to have one job per employable person uh, available in Surrey over the next 10 mm. years, mm -hmm. which is a great thing to yeah, look into try to achieve. Right now we're at 0.7 and having th something about moving commuters through Surrey isn't going to help achieve that end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You also talked about other infrastructure. You've got 60,000 people, as you say, moving into the city. Well, you need parks and you need uh, recreation centers and the development of schools and so on. Where are we at right now if you take a look at where money's been spent and what you're focusing on at, at the moment? Is that planning going ahead the way that it should? Absolutely not. Around uh, new rec centers and infrastructure that the school control or the city controls, uh, the Cloverdale Ice Arena was cancelled. Mm -hmm. We did open a wonderful facility in North Surrey, but that was actually started uh, under the reins of uh, Mayor Hepner, uh, and it's a beautiful city that's very or beautiful facility, I should say, that's very accessible, uh, wonderful, state of the art. But that's all we're going to see over the next five years. And around 
School is something that I'm certainly advocating for. We have 360 uh, portables in Surrey right now, which is an absolute disgrace. Uh, the school board has put forward a budget to uh, the province, uh, and, but their budget, if approved, will only reduce the number of portables by 50%. And that doesn't take into account more kids moving into the city over the next five years. Wow. And the, and the time that it's going to take to build out any new schools anyways, we'll see a lot of those kids uh, experience their educational uh, time in elementary and, and secondary school in a portable. Absolutely. And what I would love to see the provincial government do is look at bundling some of these uh, school projects together so that they can be done a little bit more efficiently, uh, a little bit less expensively, and and taking approach to get it done now, not to be waiting uh, until the, the students actually arrive. We've got to get ahead of the game. Clearly we aren't. I know in the next uh, 10 years there's a projection of uh, 1 million people to move into the greater Vancouver area and much of those are going to move to south of the Fraser because housing is more affordable there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Linda, we talked about the policing issue, but we didn't talk about the biggest policing issue, which is the opioid crisis, the drug wars and, and drug dealing, etc. Uh, again, you're executive director of Crime Stoppers. Uh, you must be run off your feet just from that alone. Um, how, in your view, as a city councilor, should uh, both the city, the province, the federal government be dealing with the opioid crisis and obviously the enormous uh, uh, criminal impact of drug dealing? Well. One of the things that um, the RCMP and the city and Fraser Health have done a phenomenal job of cleaning up the Wally Strip area, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they've really got mm -hmm. their um, a handle on that. And I should also commend the fire department. They were, have worked tirelessly uh, in collaboration you know, with the teams to ensure that you know, people um, are saved if they do have an overdose. Uh, that area, is, they've done a fine job in terms of cleaning that. There's a lot of work to be done still. Uh, around um, uh, drug um, abuse uh, and and fent the fentanyl crisis, um, you go to the downtown east side, and it's just such a sorry sight to see what's happening there. Mm -hmm. And yet, the RCMP are the ones that are being challenged. That uh, we need to bring in the SPD to because they would do a better job. Well, the RCMP have done a phenomenal job in terms of cleaning up that uh, that area. Yeah. And uh, what about the delivery of health services that would uh, give safe injection sites and so on in Surrey? Where are we at there? We do have a safe injection yeah. site. But uh, it, is it adequate? Is it enough? Because we see everywhere uh, all resources are being challenged with this. There's there's never enough of uh, of anything, but I, I do think that it is serving the um, the residents well. One thing, too, that I would like to add around the um, the drug overdose crisis, if we were to switch to uh, a Surrey police uh, force, one of the things that has been vastly reduced is the mental health unit, which is dealing a lot with the drug addiction. Mm. That will all but go away if we transition over to a municipal police force, and that is mm. going to be fraught with a lot of problems. Right. And of course, Surrey, you know, I want to switch topics to Uber. I, I don't think that we can, avo <laughs> we can avoid Uber. talking about Uber because uh, no matter what the the decision is, uh, Surrey is at the epicenter of the whole Uber fight and has been right from the start. Uh, 
why? Why is Surrey, in your words, so adamantly opposed to uh, bringing in uh, ride hailing? Well, on behalf of Surrey, I think 95% of the people are not opposed to it. We need to get Uber. We need to get other ride hailing services in Surrey. Uh, we have a transportation issue. We don't have enough buses. We don't have enough taxi drivers. Getting a ride hailing service just makes sense. Uh, in many parts of Surrey, buses are few and far between. But if you can add to the whole transportation package ride hailing services, it will only serve us well. And I'm hearing loud and clear from everyone I talk to, we need to get it, we need to get it now. Yeah, 95%? That's a pretty big number. Are you sure that it's that high? That oh, I'm pretty there? sure. I'm, I'm not hearing it from anywhere, anyone that we shouldn't be getting it. And I really think in the end of the day, you know, there's room for taxis, there's room for Uber, there's room for buses. Let the marketplace prevail. Mm -hmm. The marketplace will decide what services are required. You know, other types of businesses, you know, if you had a drugstore and I wanted to open up a drugstore, whoever does the best job is most successful. Right, you're in favor, but of course the Taxi Drivers Association, Taxi Owners Association are not, and they're heavily represented in your city. And you now have a mayor who seems to be uh, lining up behind them. Well, not seems to be, he is, he is. lining up behind them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty clear. There's, yeah, there's no point in like, being uh, soft around that language. He, he's saying, I'm gonna go to bat for you. And does that not put the, the city and city council in a, in a very difficult position, especially if you say that there's such great public support for well, and the service. We should never be letting special interest groups run government. We were elected to represent the residents of Surrey, not special interest groups. I would say that uh, to start with. The other thing that I would say is that I do think that taxi drivers should be put on a more level playing field. So things like licensing should be more equitable. And I would also say that the regional boundaries should go uh, be done away with. If, if you're getting picked up in the air, airport and deliver to Surrey, that taxi driver shouldn't have to deadhead back to his community. Right. That's uh, a big challenge for taxi drivers. And I, and, and I wonder how they managed to make that work uh, because they have no control over when they, when they pull up in that line at the airport. Well, where's this, uh, you know, where's this ride going to going to want to go? Well, now all of a sudden I wind up in a jurisdiction where I have to deadhead back. And I, and I think that's a legitimate concern from them. That's absolutely you not know. fair in my mind. Yeah. I think that that needs to be done away with, as with Uber. I mean, Uber can go anywhere in the city that uh, they're approved to go and pretty much all of the lower mainland. Mm-hmm. So, Linda, while we started taping, we just heard a Supreme Court decision to grant Uber their injunction telling Surrey to stop ticketing Uber drivers, uh, which is something that Mayor McCallum had been doing. What is your reaction to, to that news out of the courts? That's great news. I think that we should not have been doing that to begin with. It was clearly wrong. I really struggled with uh, the direction bylaw officers were given to be calling drivers to come to Surrey and then just to receive a ticket. Quite frankly, our bylaw officers are paid to uh, enforce public safety, not to be entrapping uh, ride-hailing drivers to come to Surrey to ticket them. No. They were in a pretty tough spot, weren't they? It was clear that the mayor was saying, this is what we're going to do. The mayor's sort of going, no, no, it's not me. Um, these are people who are operating without a business license, but they couldn't get the business license. So what exactly was going on there? Yeah, Catch 22. Like, like, what, what was driving this? Uh, was it bylaw officers or was it the mayor? Well, I can say that this isn't a decision that a bylaw officer would make on their own. Yeah. You know, And to have three out of you know so few bylaw officers 
dedicated to do that. That's just clearly wrong. And I think the really good news for Surrey is that we can get on with it now. There's over 550,000 people living in Surrey and they've been waiting for ride hailing for a long time. And I'm so pleased to see that it's coming and it's moving forward. <laughs> do, you, do you think that this is going to be the end of it or is, this, is that wishful thinking? <laughs> no, uh, it is mandated uh, by the province that we do have ride hailing services. Uh, I know that uh, staff is going to be delivering a corporate report, but it's happening now in Surrey. So, um, and if Mary McCallum is watching, we'd love to have you on the show, but uh, <laughs> what what is gonna happen in the next election? We, we mentioned earlier in the show, we've got several different parties. I don't know if your party is going to try and rise like a phoenix from the relative ashes. And uh, I mean, uh, will Tom Gill come back? Will Diane Watts come back? Will other people come back uh, in a reaction perhaps to Mayor McCallum and some of his uh, policies? Or wh what do you see uh, for the future, which is really not that far away, the next municipal election is a couple of years away? Well, it's still early days, I, I would say. And I, I do think it's going to be a very interesting election. Really what happened to Surrey first, the party that I'm with, we split into two. We ran two mayoralty candidates. Mm -hmm. I think the outcome would have been quite different had we run one. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think it's going to be a very interesting election. Surrey first, uh, I think, still has great brand recognition in Surrey. Uh, and I do think that they have an opportunity to come back. What about you? What are your <laughs> political plans? <laughs> you, in essence, are leading the opposition. Uh, do you have uh, your sights set on the mayor's chair? Right now, I'm learning how to be a good counselor. I'm new to politics. This is my first go at it. And uh, it wasn't something that I had planned to, mm -hmm. to do. But here I am, and I'm loving it. What, my, what the future holds for me... It's early days still. Well, opportunity presents uh, challenges that sometimes we have to step up to. And uh, you seem to be being thrust into that position of being the unofficial opposition. So who knows? Yes, interesting times. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're going to dance around now. You're gonna gonna tell she's <laughs> learning her politics very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You become very good at media relations. I, 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 I had a good teacher. <laughs> it, uh, it, it wouldn't be right for us to not raise one issue, which has just had people scratching their heads. And, and that was Mary McCallum kind of, it seemed kind of like musing aloud about canals and gondolas and Syria and all that. What was that about? I have no idea. Uh, at one point, he had canals running from the Fraser River out to South Surrey, and I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, for viewers that might not know, Surrey's pretty hilly, so I'm not sure how we would get them up there mm -hmm. or what the purpose of it would be. Um, really, I think we need to be focusing on bigger things. It's such a fast-growing city. We need to be getting our infrastructure in place. We need to be hiring more firefighters, more police officers, not building canals. Mm -hmm. well. I'm a European uh, by by heritage, so I like canals and from Amsterdam yeah, and on. Flat land, but yeah. in Amsterdam, they kind of work, and they've been around for a few hundred years. I just couldn't figure that one out. You know, when we take a look at Surrey and we look at the news right now, there is this tendency that, oh my gosh, it's like in some ways a little bit of a, a rudderless ship, uh, and yet things are still happening. What what are you happy about that is happening in Surrey at the moment? Because it's not all bad news. You you head out to the Surrey Centre there now. And there's been a dramatic transformation that has happened. I am so proud of uh, the downtown Surrey area. It's soon going to be the south of the Fraser downtown core. Uh, mayor Diane Watts uh, and former Mayor Linda Hepner did a phenomenal job of getting that um, 
off and running. And there's lots of construction happening. There's many, many towers that are being built. I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, I am also proud of all the new business that's coming into Surrey. Again, look at Campbell Heights. Uh, it's been around for not all that many years and already we have uh, over 14,000 workers out there. It's an amazing project and we're open for business there. We're about at 50% build out. So um, love to see more development coming in there. And I think that's a huge opportunity. And I think we're doing a great job in terms of attracting new business and also building wonderful communities. So you're talking about the legacy of past uh, mayor and councils. What's the legacy of this mayor and council going to be as far as the future development of Surrey? Well, I really think that um, what we need to do is get refocused. We need to get looking at what we're going to do with the RCMP and the whole public safety strategy for that matter. We need to be you know, getting more firefighters in, more um, police, more bylaw officers, um, and building healthy communities. I think that's what our legacy should be. We've got lots of work to do that. Uh, but I think that's our end goal. We need to be making Surrey a place where people can live, work, play, and go to school. We've got um, Kwantlen uh, Polytechnic Universities there, SFUs there. Uh, we've got some great educational facilities. We just need to make sure that we leave a legacy for our kids and not leave them a, a huge problem by a big deficit and lack of infrastructure. I have uh, one last question, which uh, is interesting because Victoria and Saniture talked about possible amalgamation and, and the Victoria region has done that. Do you foresee any possibility of a Metro Vancouver becoming one giant municipality with all of the Metro Vancouver municipalities joining together? The short answer is no, not certainly in the foreseeable future. Okay. Well, Linda, thank you very much for coming in meeting with us on BC Polytech and good luck with the rest of your term. Thank you. And your future political aspirations, whatever <laughs> they may be. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. BC Polytech thanks Harbor Air for supporting the show. It's through sponsorship and viewer support that we get to produce this show. Stu, that was a really interesting session with Surrey Council Linda Annis. Just about everything you talk about is something that is controversial and that she's in the middle of. She certainly is. And as she pointed out, that was not her intention when she ran for council. She said, I want to make a contribution to the community that I live in. Well, she's been thrust right into the, into the limelight on everything from policing to infrastructure to Uber and on and on and on. Uh, what were, were some of the takeaways that you uh, you know, really sort of stuck out with you from that conversation with Lynn. Well, first of all, uh, the fact that she's a rookie makes it all the more remarkable. And, the, yeah. you know, she certainly is aware of public policy. And as uh, executive director of Crime Stopper, she's had a lot of public involvement and media involvement. But that is a daunting position to be in one of, of uh, the only well, the only opposition member on a council. And then things have devolved since then. I think one of the things that I'm looking for is, are we going to have a referendum on the RCMP staying or going in Surrey. That's what she's calling for in our mm -hmm. interview. I thought that was quite interesting. As you know, I've been involved in a few referenda. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, can, uh, they can really gauge what the public says. I would suspect Mayor McCallum would be absolutely opposed to that. But I wonder if the provincial government, because they have so many NDP MLAs in Surrey and it's such a battleground in the next provincial election, which we don't know when will happen, uh, but by 2021, will the government say provincially, 
you know what, this is too controversial, let's let the people decide. It could be a very smart decision. Well, it's interesting, and I also uh, note that Linda had initially been supportive of the idea of a Surrey uh, police force, but the more that she started to understand what the inner workings of that were gonna be, her position changed. And is that what's going to happen uh, with others? And is that even all the more reason why it should be put to referendum. Yeah, and I think uh, what she was also saying was, uh, you know, open to considering the idea. But when you look at it and you see that Surrey has literally hundreds less police officers than Vancouver, which is only slightly bigger than Surrey. Um, I mean, she said in the uh, in the interview, 300 new officers. I mean, that's a big budget item. I'll bet you a lot of people would vote for mayor who'd say, I'll bring you 300 new officers, and and they wouldn't really care whether they're RCMP or Surrey Police Department, as long as their taxes weren't going to go through the roof. Well, vote for a mayor, and we did touch on the topic, but <laughs> could that candidate be Linda? And she did an interesting little dance around it. But you don't know. You know, uh, interesting times bring well, forward opportunities. <laughs> in Surrey, like in BC Poly, you just never know. You never know, do you? Well, it was a great conversation. With it you. was. And remember, you can find everything at our website, bcpolytalk.ca. You can also chase us down on Spotify and iTunes for podcasts. You can find us on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook and find links there. You can go to YouTube and see the show. 